you that one. No, you're good, dude. It was funny, because I don't ever get to do it. I'm usually in the back going, Tom, Tom. Wow, that was awesome this morning. Thank you, worship team. All right. Let me get myself settled here, folks. All right, Shelby, good? Yeah? Cool. All right. Well, good morning again. All right. Um, Yeah. So, you all get me this morning. I know it's not Isaac, but that's all right. We'll have fun. We'll have fun. Actually, uh, I'm kind of excited this morning, um, which is weird. I usually am really nervous. Um, but I get to share the second half of what I shared back in uh, October with y'all um, about the different names of Jesus, different names for God, and I'm kind of excited about that. Flip, flip over here. All right. Let's pray, and then we'll we'll start. Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you for being so wonderful. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for providing for us. Thank you for standing with us. Thank you for holding us up when we couldn't stand. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and we are so thankful for you. Lord, we pray that... uh, as we, as we dive into your word today, that your word penetrates deep into the place where we each need it, and that your spirit brings out just those things that we need to hear. We love you, and we thank you. We pray all of this in your name. Amen. Tomorrow's 2024. A lot of people spend this weekend, especially, Worrying, what's next? How am I gonna, what am I gonna, where am I gonna? And they fill themselves with worry. But Jesus tells us to not worry. Um, Look in Matthew chapter six. I got a lot of scripture. I'm sorry, but I like to have a lot of scripture. It starts in verse 25, but I'm only going to skip all the way to the end. And Jesus says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We don't have to worry, folks. We don't have to worry because, number one, we have a God that provides for us, Jehovah Jireh. He provides for us, right? Everything we need. Even the birds of the air, even the flowers, he takes care of those. How much more does he take care of us? Does he provide for us? We don't have to worry. It's that simple. We also have a God who fights for us. Jehovah Nisi, he's our banner. He gives us victory. When we stand before him, 
We've won. And we know that. We don't have to worry. But Nick, I got this cold. But Nick, my ankle. But Nick, whatever other ailment. We also have a God that heals us, Jehovah Rapha, or Rapha. <clears throat> Jehovah Rapha is introduced to us way back in Exodus. In chapter 15, verse 26, the angel of the Lord speaking to Gideon, and he said, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commandments and keep all his decrees, <clears throat> I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Were the Israelites sick at that point? Anybody know the story of Gideon? Excuse me, this isn't Gideon yet. This is still Moses. My bad. I got ahead of myself. This is Moses. The Israelites have just came through the, the Red Sea, and they're wandering around in the desert. Right? Did they have any of the diseases the Egyptians had? No. They were spared. But they were thirsty. And they were mumbling. And so he told Moses, throw that stick in the water and it'll be good to drink. And it was another time where he showed them, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to provide for you. They're worried about getting all the sicknesses. God just brought down all these plagues on the Egyptians. Oh, no. Watch out. He's going to do that to us. No. I'm the Lord who heals you. We flip to the New Testament to look at a little bit of <clears throat> the New Testament uh, take on this. Go to Matthew chapter 4. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. I'm pretty sure there's another version that says, healing every kind of disease and sickness. <clears throat> Jesus' ministry, part of his ministry, was healing people. Because he's the Lord that heals. The, world, the word Rapha in Hebrew means not only healer, <clears throat> but it also means to mend, to cure, to repair thoroughly, and make whole. Not just you get a little wound and it's healed. Your ankle's sore and it goes away. It means to mend or repair thoroughly and to make whole. The Lord not only makes us better, he makes us whole. He wants to heal us wholly 
but he also wants to heal us wholly. Yeah? Got it? Little play on words. Got to throw in a dad joke there every once in a while. Let's look back to the Old Testament, to the prophecy about Jesus in Isaiah 53. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of the ground. He had no beauty or majesty to to attract us to him. He was, he yeah, nothing in his appearance that he should despise that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up, surely he took up our infirmities, and he carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted, but he was pierced, for our transgressions, and he was crushed for our iniquities, and the punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted. Yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shears is silent, so he did not open his mouth. Part of the victory that we have in Jesus is that he heals us. That he bore, surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. He bore all of them. Not just some, not one or two, not your cough this week, but not your sprained ankle next week. No, he took them all, and he made them better. He healed them wholly, but he also heals us wholly. He provides our spiritual healing. And it says it right here. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Everything, every part of us, sorry, my voice is really scratchy. Every part of us that keeps us, that kept us, away from Jesus, got put on Jesus, so that we are wholly restored to him. If we look over a little bit later in Isaiah, it goes on to tell about more about this. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Sorry. 
He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance on our God, to comfort all who mourn, and to provide those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the, for the display of his splendor. Where did that go? Jesus was called <clears throat> the great physician because our God is the great physician. He heals us. He heals our sicknesses and our infirmities but he also heals all the other stuff. He heals our anxiety and our worry. If you look over back to the New Testament in John chapter 14, verse 27, he says, peace I leave with you and my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives, Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. He heals our anxiety and our worry. He gives us hope for what's ahead. And then if you look over in Revelation, this is how we know We have all of it. 21, uh, Revelation 21, verses four through five. And he said, he will be with them. Oh, excuse me. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He wholly is restoring us. He is the Lord who will heal, or the Lord who heals. But he's also the Lord of peace. He's the Lord who provides. He's the Lord who fights for us. He's the Lord who will heal. But he's also the Lord is our peace. Jehovah Shalom. And this is where he's talking to Gideon. Sorry, folks. We'll go back to Judges. Chapter 6, verse 24. And so Gideon built an altar to the Lord and he called it, the Lord is peace. And to this day, it stands in Oprah of the Abizurites. That's a fun word. Say that fast real, a lot of times. All right. The Lord is our peace. In times of worry, we just looked at John fourteen twenty seven. He says, what did he say? He said, peace I leave with you, and my peace I give to you. 
I do not give you as the world gives, but do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. All right. But if you look in verse 26 right before that, he says, but the counselor... The Holy Spirit will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. The Lord is our peace, lives inside of us in the form of the Holy Spirit. What is that? Cough drop? Amen. Coaching wrestling and yelling for two days and then doing this. All right. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. It's God's peace. It's what gives us peace. It's what gives us a poke in the rear end if we need it. It's what moves us to action. If we look over a couple chapters in John in, in John 16:3. 33, Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. The Lord is our peace, has already overcome the world. So the Holy Spirit living inside of us, it's it's a big ball of peace. It gives us peace. Thanks, dude. I don't know if you need that many, but I appreciate it. Yeah. I think back. The Lord is our peace. When life throws things at you, and you're like, I gotta make a change, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. What's your measuring stick? What's your, your thing? You're gonna move, you're gonna change jobs, you're gonna this, that, or the other thing. The peace of Christ that lives in our hearts allows us to do those things. Because if we don't, if we don't allow that, that part of the Lord inside of us, we just stay in that cycle. <clears throat> Which brings me to Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the God, to God the Father through him. I always love 
reading Paul's letters because he likes to use things like let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Not dwell in your heart, not live in your heart, but rule. A little bit later, he talks about running a race, and I, lo- I just I love that, that terminology. I love that thought. Because when you let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, it makes the decisions. It doesn't just sit there passively and go, okay. It says, no, this is good. Here we go. Or, let's hold back. It rules. And if we keep looking a little bit more at, at Paul, look at Philippians chapter 4. Verses six through nine. And he says, do not be anxious about anything. Do not worry, right? But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, the God of peace, the Lord is our peace, which transcends all of our own understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit living inside of us is our peace. The Holy Spirit transcends all understanding. And he guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And if we let him rule our hearts, if we let him rule our hearts, it should cast away all of our anxiety and all of our worry. Because we don't have to worry about today because tomorrow has its own worries, right? We have a God that provides for us, Jehovah Jireh. And we have a God that fights for us who protects us in Jehovah Nisi. And we have a God who heals us in Jehovah Rapha. But we also have a God that gives us peace. And he guides us and he teaches us. My voice is just about done. So, um, I kind of want to finish 2023 here at Revelation Rock by asking if anyone needs prayer. Tom, will you uh, come up with me? Jane, I don't know if you're, uh, you're willing today to come up and pray with some people. But if anybody needs prayer, I think as a family, I, I feel like as a family, uh, we should pray for each other. It was on. Hello? There we go. As Nick is talking about ministry time, I'm going to ask a bold question. And we did this at youth, or not youth, uh, the 20-something group the last time we closed up. What are you believing for this year? For you. What are you believing for? 
What do you want to see happen in 2024? Who's bold enough to tell me this morning? Anybody? What do you want to see in 2024? The job I'm interviewing for on Wednesday that I get it. The job you're interviewing for on Wednesday if you get it. Someone taught me a long time ago, if there's something in your heart you know you're called to, start speaking that it's yours. So when you walk in there to interview, not with arrogance, but with the confidence knowing that he's with you and that that job is yours. And the Holy Spirit's going to give you the words to say for that interview. And when you walk up, be like, that job's mine. Does that make sense? It's not in arrogance. It's in confidence knowing who you are in him, what he's done for you. And then the result is you trusting him, walking there going, this job's mine. I got it. That's going to be 2024 for you. 2024 for you. And this week, it's going to be a good week for you. I'm believing. How's that? Fair enough. You believe with me? How strong is belief versus unbelief? How strong is belief versus unbelief? Powerful, isn't it? I'm believing with you. Who else? Kristen. Oh, you're going to talk in the mic because I'm talking, you're talking. My voice is shot too. Just for, for me, myself, to like what Nick was talking about, just not worrying about what's going to happen with my kids, just trusting that he's got them and through 2024 and... I mean, through their life, that I worry a lot. Oh, a mother's dilemma. <laughs> Who moms can relate to that comment? <laughs> You're not alone, sister. I can tell that right now. So we're going to stand right now and just we're gonna speak to that. So, Pop, I thank you for just Kristen and her heart for her kids. And, Lord, I thank you, the Father, Father God, that uh, the boys are protected. Uh, you know them. You know their hearts. You see them. Uh, You're walking with the Father God. They're lights when they walk in the room. Yeah, they may be rambunctious and energetic. But they're filled with you, Father, and they know who you are. And uh, so we thank you, Father God. And Chris, they can relax knowing, knowing that wherever their feet shall tread, you are with them. And we thank you for that, Father. We just give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Who else? 2024. Come on, let's be bold today. Jody's got something. Oh, God. I'm going to warn you right now. This takes a half hour. I'm sorry. No, stop. Stop. No. Hey. You're, stand up. You're, I'm sorry. Funny. Um. So um, I'm speaking that we're going to have our own building in 2024. There's a lot of things. Thank you. Yes, there are a lot of things that we are grateful that we have this place. We are grateful beyond measure that we have been in this place for as long as we have. We've been able to minister to people through here, learn, <clears throat> become the people that we are today because of our obedience. And we learn to be obedient. And we have learned to... Those that have left, we have prayed for them on their way out, and we receive whoever's coming in. You are family here, whether you're here in this place or you're not here. I am so grateful, and, and if we're still here, all right, but I'm speaking, and I hope that we can all come together that now is the time. 2024 is the time for us to have that. You'll get no arguments from me. Nope. I'm standing for it. Who else? That's a bold one, Jody. I like that. Mandy. I just want to pray for Grace with this being her senior year and just struggles that she has that she goes through that she just go into this year um, with confidence in herself and confidence in her faith in God that um, when she's struggling 
that she remembers that she can overcome anything that she has to enjoy her life and enjoy her relationships with her friends and her family and um, that she enjoys this last year of high school as a kid um, to see, you know, to bring her into what the future has for her as an adult. You weren't there, so I'm going to ask you, what do you want to see for 2024, Grace? How's that on the spot? Come back you know to what you want. Come back to you. Okay. We're going to speak to it. It's going to happen this year. Fair enough? Okay. Anybody else? Oops, sorry, Nick. You're good. Anybody else? Luke, you got anything? It's done. In Jesus' Amen. name. Already done. Terry, what about you? Continued health. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can I speak to it for you? Today's the 31st, right? 2023. Today's a new day for you. Anxiety has no place in your life anymore. Amen. Depression. You're filled with hope, with joy, with peace. You have the mind of Christ. So when that stuff comes at you, you are going to have that confidence to say, not today, enemy. I'm the righteousness of God. He is mine. I am his. And that's going to be your anthem for 2024. Don't let anybody else tell you differently. Because you're bold. I've seen it. But you're also soft and confident. Don't be afraid to use that. Okay? Fair enough? All right. Love you. Anybody else? I got one more, if you guys don't mind. Mr. Mitch Neuenschwander. He's over here sucked down on the couch as low as he could possibly be. Don't look over here. Our Marine, thank you for your service. I want to remind you one thing, that wherever your foot shall tread, the Lord is with you. He's going to send you places. They may look scary. They may look like, oh, my God, how are we going to get through this? He's going to show you every step. Every step. Trust it. It may not look normal. It may be like, what are we doing here? Trust it. Okay? It'll surprise the heck out of you. All right? Father, I thank you for Mitch. I thank you for just the protection over him, uh, just over his, uh, his friends and his troop and his squadron. Father God, I thank you for just uh, 2024 is going to be a year of adventure for him, a year of growth, a year of humility. I get the word humility. And uh, I just thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, I didn't mean to hijack the mic, Nick. No, dude, you, this is... Anybody else? That's why I texted you last Jill, night. thank you. I feel like we're going to ministry time. Be ready. A lot of you have been standing with me since 08 when they first said, you have this blood disorder, this crazy rare blood disorder. And um, been standing a long time and totally convinced that I'm going to see the manifestation of that healing. And the last series of in-depth blood work I had done, my numbers 
um, are huge. I mean, that's not the right way to say it. The stuff that's not supposed to be there is gone, and the stuff that's supposed to be there is coming back, and it's just super exciting. Thank you for standing with me, and Amen. I believe... Amen. I believe in 2024 that I will see the full manifestation and my blood will be absolutely perfect the way God designed it. Amen. We are standing with you. All right. It's only 18 after. Anybody else? 2024. What do you want? Hmm? Cassidy? Ben's got one too. You're being called out, Cassidy. No pressure. You hey. were friends, right? Hey, we can come back to Cassie. We'll come back. Ben's got one. Who's got one? Ben. Ben. Um, wow. We've seen prosperity in 23 that we could have never imagined in a, on 100 lifetimes. And uh, most of us feel like that's a, you know, when, when good things come your way, yep. it's, you know, be, shut up and be blessed and, and live, live like it. Um, the reality of that is that prosperity at a level that you can't conceive is scary. Um, and and that's, that's the life we're living today. Um, we've been blessed. We live a blessed life. But our business has has exploded to proportions that's un unconceivable. Um, and, I, and I'm joyed about it. But, you know, to say that I'm not scared to death and, and searching for faith, and, and every day I tell myself, you know, the Lord built you for such a time as this. And he did. But it's still, um, wow. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, I, I can't even... Just imagine if you went home today and your house was three times bigger than it is when you left this morning. You'd be scared. And that's what's happened to us as a business and our family is, is growing and, and Eric's business has, has grown threefold in, one, in 10 months, um, which is, you know, it's a wonderful feeling, but there's a lot of things coming at you from, from every direction and a, and a lot of unanswered questions, a lot of unanswered prayers and, and many answered prayers, which, which, you know, I feel overly overwhelmed and blessed to have, be able to have those. But there's still a lot of things coming at you that you just, you can't foresee, you don't know. Um, we're, we're currently, you know, doing, I had a guy show up on uh, July 2nd or 3rd, threw $6 million in my face and said, I need this equipment. Okay, we did $2.5 million in business last year. This guy throws $6 million down, so I need all this equipment tomorrow. Well, that's great, you know. <laughs> well, now make it happen. Um, so it's, it's just one of those things that prosperity is a wonderful thing if you, if you can tolerate it, you know. And, and the blessings that we've been, been, been given are awesome, and, and it, it'll change our family for generations. But you've got to be able to receive it. And some days that's a little tougher than I'd like to admit. And so... Prayers for our family and, and all the people that we're involved with and, and that we are able to sustain and maintain. And, and it's, a, it's a scary step forward uh, that we're, we're in the middle of. And, and so 
you know, some days I look like I'm, I'm thinking about some other things. I probably am because there's a lot going on in our world today. Um, so it's, we're blessed and we're going to keep living like that. But it's, I never knew prosperity could be so scary. And it's, it's a humbling, uh, far more humbling than I ever could have imagined that it is. So it, it's, that's where our lives are at. And, and uh, we'll, we'll take any prayer we can get to, to move through it. Thank you. I thank you, Ben, that you have ears to hear, slow to speak, quick to listen. Anybody else? All right. Pray for us. What do you want to see, Nick Tool? All of this. Continued growth. Mm. All right. Well, Papa, I thank you for this morning. Wherever we're at. I thank you, Father God, for just uh, the word this morning that Nick brought. Uh, I speak healing over this, this place this morning, Father God, for the crud that's rolling around here uh, to be gone in the name of Jesus. Uh, I just thank you for just uh, those who are bold enough this morning to share uh, just uh, um, the good report, uh, what they're looking for, Father God. I just speak that again, Father God, that uh, uh, to remind them that you're with them, uh, that they're not alone. And I just thank you for that, Father God. I just give you all the praise. And Lord, we just, uh, we just thank you for just the new year, another day, another year, another day, spending with you, walking with you, uh, just enjoying your presence in Jesus' name. Amen.